Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Old School, we're going to give away a couple of gift cards to Upside Bar Lounge. So if you want to go watch Super Bowl or UFC, UFC tomorrow night, and it's a good card. So two of the best five fighters in the world facing each other. Uh, and then a deep card that's 13 or 14 fights deep. Uh, they may have lost a card to w- making weight. But 13 fights. So it starts, prelims start at 7. Actually, I believe the prelims are before that um, as well. Um, so it's there. And I, I have to tell the truth. Uh, I was invited to UFC to this event. But, of course, this one's in Australia. And I was like, no, not making that, <laughs> not making that trip. Um, but I'm invited to all the events and the next big one. So this is UFC 284, and then they have fight nights in between that are there in Vegas at the UFC uh, Apex Center, which is smaller versions, uh, but good fights. And then, but March 4th. So three weeks from now, March 4th, in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. So they're not going to be at the Apex. They're going to be at T-Mobile Arena. It's the fight of the year because John Jones makes his return. That's right. And so the greatest pound per pound, the, period, the greatest fighter in UFC history was John, is John Jones. Mm-hmm. But he's going to return. He's been off. Uh, and he's going up to heavyweight. Now, that's been done before because Daniel Cormier did it and won the title. He actually, you know, knocked out Stipe, and that was kind of uh, how that happened, right? Um, and John beat Cormier twice. So there's something. But Sierra Gagne is, is a different kind of dude. Well, that's going on in Vegas. That's March 4th, which I was all in. I got my credentials. I was all set. And then they said, hey, DP, you know what happens that weekend? Women's Big Ten Tournament in Minneapolis. Mm. Ponder, ponder, ponder. Husker Baseball up there, too. That part. Husker Baseball plays in Minneapolis the same weekend. And they're not just playing baseball. They're playing two of the top five teams in the country. So I was like, okay, do I go to UFC or do I go cover the Huskers? And if anybody ever wants to question my my skin in the game with the Huskers, <laughs> I will I will proudly announce that I chose to go cover the Huskers rather than go to UFC, which you are on record as saying is your favorite spectator experience. It is the it is my favorite thing to do, and it's not close. Mm. And this one's a big one. This is the one. Um. So now and then, at the in two weeks behind that. Right, two weeks behind that. So after Big Ten tournament and then March Madness, that first Saturday of March Madness, UFC two eighty six, oh. the rematch of the fight of the year. Carney's Mario Usman goes over to London to get even with 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 and get his belt back from Edwards. Mm. But it's in London, and I was like. Ooh. Okay, I need to go to London. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go, but I also kind of feel like 
I don't know if I want to be there because I like this is not going to be a pro Usman crowd. <laughs> this is a pro Edwards crowd, yeah. and if you know Edwards' history, he's got some dudes around him. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'll just do something else. Uh, a month behind that, the other fight of the year with Adesanya Pereira, the rematch. Except for there's going to be in Miami. Miami, Miami, April sixth, April eighth. So, I'm gonna miss this one, but I might be going to Miami. Uh, mm. I might be going to uh, to London. I don't know. <laughs> but Do not I, hold back. But I don't know about like missing March because here's the thing. So Thursday and Friday we're Buffalo Wings Rings mm-hmm. for that. I'd have to go Saturday morning and miss other stuff, and I don't know if I could do that. Mm. Again, too much a, cool stuff going on. And it's a four and it's a four o'clock Central Time main card. Oh, so going Saturday morning isn't good. No, I'm just mm. telling you, my love for the Huskers is is on full test. Like it is on full test because because uh, man, <laughs> uh, and I have been. This is this has been a crazy busy stretch. Uh, actually, I think. After this week, I'll have some normalcy and be able to get back out and do some stuff. And I'm playing catch up constantly. On and we've got a lot of projects going on uh, and things in place. So, uh, it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. Um, trivia for Upside Bar Lounge gift certificates. Get your text hand ready, right? Get your text hand ready. And this is how we're going to get through. This is what we're going to do. In, in At Super Bowl 24, Joe Montana threw for 297 yards against the, the, the Denver Broncos. How many touchdowns did he throw? How many touchdowns did Joe Montana throw against Denver in the Super Bowl? And the first two winners get 15 bucks from Upside Barn Lounge. So if you decide to go see UFC, uh, it is not three. You remember, you only get to guess one. Bob Sin got it right. Nyla got it right. There we go. He threw for five touchdowns. Five touchdowns against the Broncos. I'm writing those names down, so we yep. have them. Yep. Uh, so we'll do that, and then we will text those to the folks at Upside so uh, they know that you can come through and get them. And then, oh, there's one square left. There's one square left. Hmm. Let's see. What trivia? And remember, if you've already won, you can't win here. And you only get one guess. If you've already won, you're you know if you already won, you're out. Now you can win upside and still win the square as long as you haven't won so far, right? Simple, simple, simple. Hmm, <laughs> Oh, these trivia questions are tough. Here you we said go. they had to be. Here we go. Ready for this one? This one's my boy. The answer is my boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
in Super Bowl 29. Who was the starting quarterback for the San Diego Chargers? San Diego Chargers. Super Bowl 29. That is the final square. And then we will post and have Austin post and share the final thing. And Google away, my little minions, because I know you are. But you should already know the answer to that. And I need both names, first and last name. First and last name. It was not Fouts. It was not Gail Gilbert. It was not Ryan Leaf. This guy, there it is, Jordan and Wilbur. Jordan and Wilbur is my guy. You are the winner of the final square. To tell the story, so you understand. So he started out as a backup for Washington. And he was backing up Mark Rippon. And he was back. He was there. So he was there when he came to DC. Uh, I met him, and I thought this is the most un. He was the coolest, kindest quarterback I've ever met. Not just a good guy, like a good dude. And at the time, I was playing softball with Washington, with the Redskins, hmm. and so they did charity events, and we would play. All over the place. So we'd go to other NFL cities and play. Uh, but it was Stan Humphreys. And Stan was a backup with Washington, won the starting job. And then when Bobby Bethard, and Bobby Bethard passed a week ago, and it hurt me to my heart. Mm. Because Bethard built the Redskins into the championship organization that it was. And then when he left Washington, he went to San Diego. And a lot of the players that he was pulling were from Washington. So I was invited to come hang out in San Diego. So in my time of hanging out, and this is with baby Junior Seau, and this is with uh, uh, Billy Joe Tolliver and Billy Ray Smith and Gil Bird and Stanley Richard, and we would hang out. I would hang out. Like, I would go to practice and sit next to the owner, and you, it, it was just a weird thing. Um, but you'll get this as a coach. So one day we're at practice, and again, I was – lucky like i it literally it's me and the players at practice and you know you throw the football around i'm playing catch with charlie joiner and anthony miller who okay was at tennessee mm -hmm. and this guy comes from behind and slaps me on the shoulder and says you have a really good arm for a baseball player but you but throw that like a quarterback <laughs> and a part of me the hair on the back that, that i had at the time just i, I kind of was like okay Screw you. Except for I recognize the voice. It was Bobby Beathard, <laughs> who was a collegiate quarterback. Bobby Beathard could get it. Now, I played ball against Beathard's sons in Virginia, Northern Virginia. Okay. I played – so he knew me as an athlete, mm -hmm. and then he knew me as a business guy. But he's there, and I'm throwing – like, I'm impressing myself. I'm like, I'm out here with the Chargers. Let's get it. And I'm running routes, and then I'm throwing routes. And he goes, yeah, you throw like a baseball player. And I was never so hurt. Like, I was crushed. Oh, man. Crushed. Um, but Stan Humphreys was a nice guy, and then he won the job in San Diego. Um, but he played on this softball team. So to tell you about this softball team, imagine playing softball. Of course, there are four outfielders. And our infield was Mark Rippon, Super Bowl MVP at third base. Stan Humphreys at shortstop. Uh, Jeff Rutledge at second base. Ray Brown started at first, 
but he would alternate between him and Donnie Warren, the the, the massive hogs tight end mm-hmm. at catcher. So imagine Ray Brown at six foot seven and a half, three hundred and fifteen pounds, and he kneels behind you as you try to hit a softball, and he's still taller than you are. Like he's still <laughs> taller than you are. And I can tell you in all the games that we played, there was never a play at the plate. <laughs> <laughs> There was never a play at the plate. Not shocked to hear like, that. Like you were not going to challenge Ray Brown and or Donnie Warren. Peeling off halfway, right? And if <laughs> and and then on some days, so imagine that our starting pitcher was Russ Grimm, hmm. Hall of Famer Russ Grimm. I'm out in the hall. I'm 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 an outfielder. Mm-hmm. I would play shortstop sometimes, depending on what the lineup was. But Rippin and, and Humphreys, who just, I just want to say they're not human. Like, Mark Rippon's 6'5", 220, 225. Stan, 6'2", about 215. Mm-hmm. But they threw the ball in a way that most humans can't fathom. Hmm. The ball comes out of their hand different. It just does. And I like you. I could hear the throws from shortstop from the outfield. Whew. Now, I thought of myself as being pretty quick, right? I was pretty fast. Except I was fast amongst mortals, mortal <laughs> human beings, mortal human beings. But the guys who lined up around me, Art Monk is in left field. I'm in left center. Gary Clark is in right center. And Ricky Sanders is in right field. Does anything touch the grass? Oh, no. If you didn't hit it out, you didn't have a shot. Like, there was just – I mean, because, smokes. one, they were athletes. Like, yeah. they just – Athletes. Athletes. Like, athletes. Yes. Like, capital A, capital T. Yep, it was that sort of space. But we would go and play – like, we'd play the Packers. We would play uh, – we would play the Browns. We'd play uh, uh, the Colts had an alumni team. We'd go down to Atlanta. Uh, and, the, and and one of our favorite games was playing against Andre Risen and, 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 and the Falcons back then. And – it was the first time that it almost ended in a brawl because the Falcons were competitive, mm. super competitive. And Andre Risen was not going to let the posse come to Atlanta <laughs> and win, right? Oh, no, no, no. Let me, Greg and Lincoln says, yeah, but nobody can hit. Oh, no. Let me tell you. Okay. So we would always have these home run hitting contests before the game. When I tell you that Stan Humphreys and Mark Rippon, there is not a major league park that could hold them. If you go out and play top-level softball right now, you play on a 300-foot fence, mm-hmm. right? And there are, there are monsters and mashers who, who hit that normal. Mm-hmm. But if you go to RFK and you play on a field where the fence is set at 360, and to what Mark Rippon and Stan Humphreys, first of all, again, literal cannons for arms but man they hit bombs bombs and did it did the swings look as good as they sound like oh they did? oh oh well if you've ever seen them play golf i've not rippon's a scratch golfer or he okay. was i don't know okay. if he is now stan could get it mm-hmm. um donnie warren great golfer most quarterbacks jay schrader schrader who was drafted yeah. by the toronto blue jays mm-hmm. Also was in that crew of folks, right? Schrader was another one that just hit missiles, mm. like just missiles. But Art Monk, the first time there was one game where my team actually did an exhibition fundraiser against the Redskins. 
And so I had to play against them. And I'm playing left center field. And I mean, Art Monk hit a ball. First of all, I know him. So I'm playing deep anyway. I'm standing (laughs) at 340 and didn't move. (laughs) Didn't move. And I'm like, Arthur, what What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, calm down, man. We aren't the Eagles. Chill out, bro. Like, this is a fundraiser. <laughs> what? He, like, it, look, it was, and, and, and I tell you, Dan Marino's amazing softball player. Okay. Brett Favre, fantastic, amazing. Like, talk about rocket arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, missiles, just missiles. Uh, Ozzie Newsom, really good softball player. They're guys around Better the league. softball player or GM? Ooh, GM. GM. Um, But you would meet the guys – and then you would have each team was different because the Hogs, Redskins, and the Hogs, they had big dudes. Mm-hmm. But you would go like to play the Rams, and they had all dudes that could run. It was like Ron Brown, and this was the one. And oddly enough, weirdly enough, whenever we played a team that was fast, miraculously none of the quarterbacks traveled that week, and <laughs> I had to play shortstop. And <laughs> listen. Ron Brown, who was in like in that fastest human contest, and was finishing second to to Willie Galton, Daryl Green, mm-hmm. hit me a one hop laser to short, and I came up clean, moving towards the bag at first, and I threw a dart. He was already turned around, walking back to first base, like. <laughs> Like it's I stupid. It's sick. It's not even um the the still the fastest guy I've ever played against was there was a receiver who played for the Packers called Walter Stanley, and they called him Baby Love, but he was a super kick returner, uh, but uh, he was their number two, number three receiver, uh, was the fastest. I've never seen a human run faster on a softball field than Walter Stanley, and it was just it was incredible. Uh, we played against uh, Kevin Green could could go. Uh, we made the mistake of playing against Frank Thomas, who was brought in uh, by Kevin Green to play for the Packers. <laughs> oh, we made that mistake. Oh. Uh, and Frank Thomas, let me tell you, uh, it wasn't just baseball. That swing translated <laughs> to softball. Yeah, it was pretty cool to watch, but it was the best way to see the football players as athletes. Mm. And so Stan Humphreys, when he took that team to Super Bowl, I could like I. I was in tears when he ran out of the tunnel. Now, truth be told, they really didn't expect to do well against the Niners. Like, everybody will say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. no, no. We no, deserve to no. be here. We're in yeah, Super Bowl, oh, that, that well, speech. Well, they didn't expect to beat Pittsburgh. Well. They didn't ex- They really did not expect to go to Pittsburgh and win. And it broke perfectly for them. Mm-hmm. But it happens in the Super Bowl that sometimes the team gets hot. Uh, Marion, this was a Marion Butts, Anthony Miller. Uh, they had a couple of tight ends that were good, but it wasn't like they had Rod Bernstein. So they had runners, mm-hmm. but you just we didn't think they were going to be Pittsburgh, and they did. And you spent so much energy getting ready for the Super Bowl that then it's light lights camera action, and that was their first rodeo at Super Bowl. So if you go to Super Bowl and the first time you you got to face Oh, you got the Niners. 
and Ricky Waters, this was his, I need to get my ring. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a great week for Super Bowl. It didn't go particularly well. Um, but the athletes in the space are, are spectacular. So we have, you know, we'll get the post. Uh, that we're good, right? We we, we we have all hundred filled out. We have all hundred filled out. Uh, we did well. Uh, bravo, bravo. Um, we have basketball tomorrow, and we we weren't satisfied with the women's results or the men's results. We didn't talk about the women's game. Um, it was a weird thing, and the stats tell a real interesting story uh did you watch the game by, by chance i caught bits and pieces of it okay so we had had the conversation a few days ago that this stretch was super important um that they would have to in order for them to be where they wanted to be it would have been perfect to sweep northwestern and get one of the three versus Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, they're going to have to split against Illinois. You didn't get Illinois at home, so now you got to go to uh, Champaign and get them. You got to go there and get them. And then set yourself up for the tournament. Um, they were up at double digits, and it just went left. And the difference between 15 and 9 and 7 and 6 Versus fourteen and ten and six and seven, it's it's just big. It's just big. Like that's their fourth loss at home. It's painful. You're three and six on the road, two and zero at neutral sites. Austin, I'll ask you. Right, so we're talking one, two, three, four, five games left. Three and two puts them at seventeen and twelve. And 500 in conference. And 500 in conference. Is that mandatory? In your mind, is that mandatory? One, you know, for comfort, for confidence. Mm-hmm. But two, they don't want to go into the Big Ten tournament in that, in, the, in that bottom feeder, right? No. Yeah, three and two is the minimum. And then that gets you to – you're at least not playing on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you'll start on Thursday – in the Big Ten tournament, one is non-negotiable. Right. Two is you probably beat someone good. Three, you're for sure in. Yeah. But the three and two in the rest of the regular season means and, you got a good win. Either and, and three gives you a winnable game. It does. Whereas you're going to have to face the monsters if you go two and three. Right. You the, go two and three, it's a problem. Yep. The frustrating part about that one last night, DP, is that they tried to do that against Michigan State, get up big, give it away. Mm-hmm. Northwestern, you're like, okay, let's learn from it. And they win by a dozen. That's the least comfortable 12-point win in a long time. And then same thing. You get up big and give it away, which is weird. I still like the guards. I still like the front court depth. Jazz can't – you're not going to win if Jazz goes one for seven. No. Like that – Strick and I talked about that. If you're going to go one for seven, at least it's not four for 17. But one for seven still a tough way to make a She's living. too important. Mm-hmm. She's too important. Currently, as they stand, and again, they're still in the middle of the pack. They're in the middle third. They're not in the bottom four. So they're currently seventh from the bottom at six and seven. They would have to go one and two to allow Penn State 
Michigan State, Rutgers to 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 kind of climb and get into that space. But the way it plays out, and I want to be right about this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So they're eight right now. Tournament starts today. They get Penn State. We celebrate. We throw confetti. Mm-hmm. They fall down below that. You're getting into that Purdue, Illinois space. Those are 50-50 games. Then above that, right? You drop any more than that, it's Indiana who just beat Iowa last night. Mm-hmm. Iowa, Maryland, Ohio State, and then Michigan. Top five. Those are the ones. Getting into that nine, six to nine is important. Mm-hmm. Look, <laughs> it's a big weekend, folks. Uh, it's important, and you can't run from Michigan, but it would be really cool for them to sneak up and get one. And they didn't play well against Michigan here. They didn't, but this is this has been a fun series over the last couple of years. The uh, the quarterfinal last year mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. We know Nebraska has it in them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully going on the road where they have to create their own energy and you really have to bring that second killer instinct makes it the fight that we've come to expect between these two programs. It, it needs to be a brawl. Uh, then next Wednesday, they get uh, Minnesota, which is one that they have to get. Like, you have to get mm-hmm. Minnesota. Uh, even on the road, you have to get Minnesota. The, the, the men, look, battle. That's, look, man, battle. Uh, we like the way they're playing, but Wisconsin needs it as well. I'd love to think that Nebraska could win three out of seven. I'd, I'd love that to get to, to – to, I'd love for them to get 15 wins. I don't think they get to 15 wins. They need four wins to get to 15. You can get to 15 if you include Big Ten Tournament and you do everything right the rest of the regular season. Wisconsin? At Find home, a way. At home. Find a way. At home, right? Mm-hmm. You're not afraid of Wisconsin. No. Right? So that would put you at 12 and 14 if you get that one. Then you got to go to Piscataway. Rutgers. Then you come back home, you get Maryland, which as well as Maryland's playing, that's one you can get. Maryland home road splits. With a back-to-back. And then they have a three-game home stretch against Maryland, Minnesota that they can get. And then if you're playing well, you get two of those three or three of those four, you got a shot looking at Michigan State uh, here at, at Pinnacle Bank. But it all starts tomorrow, 3.30. I hope you folks are going to go. I hope you folks are going to show up. Show up, show out in, in, in loud noise. Also from the text line, Gene Cotter, Butter, what's happening, man? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, the Stars are playing tonight at home. Uh, they're having a fundraiser for one of their employees whose 11-year-old daughter died unexpectedly last Friday. Any chance you could shout that out a little bit? Hey, man, listen. Her name is Michaela Heckman. Puck drop at 7.05. There's also a GoFundMe that you can find on the Stars page. So go to the Lincoln Stars webpage uh, and contribute because that's kind of the hearts that you have. Uh, we will, in fact, make a donation as well. Uh, and, yeah, if you're you're looking for something to do on a Friday, get yourself over to the icebox. Uh, go to the LincolnStars.com. Uh, the GoFundMe is right there. Uh, details are also there on the family and what you are going to be doing for them. But tonight it's Stars and Stampede, 7.05 at the Icebox. Get your tickets. You can get them right there uh, at, at LincolnStars.com or at the Icebox before puck drop. We'll throw back, come back, and throw the break. Finish up on Old School. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. 
Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.